Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, independent publisher of books that matter and an international best-selling author. And of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility, giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the Contact Katie button at my website at www.soulfulvalley.com. We have two multi-author book collaborations launching in the spring. Entangled No More, Women Who Broke Free from Toxic Relationships Building Their Own Empires, and the second book in the series, Evolving on Purpose, Co-Creating with the Divine. If you're a holistic coach or healer and would love to become a best-selling author this spring, come over and connect with me at soulfulvalley.com for details on how to apply. Julie Paulston is a transformational life coach who brings humour, passion and compassion in her journey to help women rise from the ashes of their lives to rediscover their divine inner phoenix. Having over 32 years in recovery, she brings multiple personal experiences and strategies to rediscover who you were before the world told you who you should be. She is a contributing author for Women's Wealth and Wellness Network and a certified NLP practitioner. She has her own podcast called Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, where she celebrates real, raw and authentic conversations. She is a proud mum of three grown children and three grandchildren. She resides in Pensacola, Florida, and she loves nothing more than chasing the sunrise over the gulf and sharing her experience, strength and hope with others. Hello and Welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast, Julie. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to finally be here. It's great to have you here. Julie, we've tried to get together a few times. It's been quite funny, hasn't it? I think this is the fourth attempt at us, <laughs> us getting like, together. 
the comedy of errors. It was like the universe is like, no, you're not ready yet. So we're going to make this happen. I'm like, okay, when it happens, it happens, but I'm just going to sit here patiently waiting. <laughs> uh, and, and finally we're here. And uh, it did tell me there was a technical error to start with. And I thought, no, not again, but we're here. And hopefully it will last for the whole of this conversation. So Julie, for our listeners, can you let them know who you are? and what you do in the world. When? So my name is Julie Paulston. I live in Pensacola, Florida. I am a transformational life coach and I work with women using NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming to move through traumas and bust through procrastination and self-sabotage and all those fun things and to reclaim their divine inner phoenix and to remember who they were before the world told them who they should be is in a nutshell what that, I do that sounds very interesting what does that what does that look like how do you help them I know um we've got here that we were going to talk about inner child healing which I've been going into quite deeply over the last couple of months so what is in the child he- healing and how do you help with that so there's it Whoever is listening, if you if you Google a Gestalt matrix, there's a, this thing called a Gestalt matrix, and you, when you were little, and even before you were born, but that gets too woo woo for some people. So I usually talk about it like one on one. But the very first time that you felt anger, say like at the age of two, your mom didn't give you a toy, and you got pissed off, and and you got angry, that left an imprint in your unconscious mind. And that two-year-old put that into what I call the bucket of the unconscious mind. And then every single time in your life, somebody made you feel the same way that you felt at two, it goes into this bucket. And it's the same thing with anger, fear, sadness, guilt, and shame. And that bucket gets fuller and fuller and fuller as your life goes on. And then eventually it gets to the point where it explodes like the Karens of the world and road rage and all of that happens. And when you see someone having like a a meltdown in public, I used to be like, Oh my God, what is wrong with her now doing the work that I do? I'm able to look at her and say, I see that little two-year-old who never felt heard, who never felt safe, who never felt secure that never felt like they mattered. And when you see that reaction in a, in a grown human being, that's what you're seeing is you're seeing that inner child who has not had the chance to do the healing, to learn how to deal with the anger. And we all have inner children. I mean, I know that it sounds kind of woo woo. We all have inner children and trauma happens to us all throughout our lives. Trauma can be even back when you were, say, three weeks old and you woke up in the middle of the night and your mom came and she picked you up and she was holding you. She's like, okay, I'm going to go get you a bottle. And she sets you back down in the bed. You That could imprint in your subconscious mind as an abandonment. And so these things happen. And so what we do and what I do is take you back to that inner child and let them express how they feel. Let them share what's going on and what do they feel and what resources do they need to heal? And so it's going back and and identifying the ages that the traumas happened, identifying what happened and being able to let them voice what they never got to voice at that age using adult words and concepts. 
and the thing that I've been working on over the last couple of months as well is giving compassion to that part of you rather than shutting it up <laughs> ignoring it as we normally oh, little do. girl here's a cookie Ignore for it. you just be quiet be quiet and, just take and, the cookie and be quiet yeah and trying to be strong it's been all about being sorry to that child for what they've been through and 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 the the way we've been doing it as well it's been like there's so many different stages isn't there like you might have thought when when I've looked at inner child work before it's one child the age five child but there's something that's happened to us through each stage of our life and then you've got the they'll be the inner teenager when they're still hanging about there <laughs> that's a scary <laughs> one <laughs> yeah she she was not um it's funny because the more healing that I do when I get start getting to the deeper stuff there's this little girl that pops up this little I'd say she's probably about four or five she's very protective of me. And when I want to do something that's really deep healing, she's like, no, no, we're not doing this. And she's, she literally throws like a little temper tantrum. And so you brought up a great point. It's being compassionate with that inner child, because you wouldn't look at a two-year-old and go, oh, shut up. You are so stupid. How could you feel like that? If we ever saw somebody treating a child like that, we would be like, no, 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 no. You don't, you children need to be loved and, and treasured and cared for and compassion and all of those things. So why do we treat our own inner children with disrespect and hatred and anger and all of those other emotions? So that you brought up a really good point is that when you start doing this work, it's having compassion and allowing their voice to be heard because that's really at the end of the day, that's all they want is to be heard. Yeah, that's all any of us uh, want, really, isn't it? When you when you look at some of our actions as adults, and most of it is a trauma response. <laughs> We're just filled with them, aren't we? Everywhere. So it's a it's a really really important piece of work to do, I I think. And I think there's a lot of people running businesses as well that haven't done that work yet and it shows up in in your money doesn't it It shows up in the business it shows up it shows up everywhere everywhere because when people like I did a a reel the other day it's like what it's February 9th and you had all these people that had all these new year's resolutions right you write out this list of everything you're going to do and I'm going to eat right I'm going to go to the gym every day and February run, rolls around and how many people are really still at the gym? How many of you are still eating what you said you were going to eat? And what happens is we get sabotaged by that inner child that never felt worthy. Like if you lose that weight, then people are going to look at you and you're going to start being seen. And if that was something that was scary when you were a child, your unconscious mind will do whatever it takes to sabotage that to keep you safe. And so it's about going back and healing that child and allowing that child to feel worthy and to feel loved and to feel treasured. And I think that the last three years, because face it, we're going on three years now of of the Rona and, and lockdowns and all of that, we got hit with a trauma tsunami. So whatever traumas you had that were popping up from your childhood and from those inner children that are saying, hey, it's time for me to heal. Now you throw on being stuck in your house, being isolated, wearing masks so you can't see people's smiles. And I don't care what side of the fence you're on, mask or no mask, vax or no vax. I don't give it, I don't give a crap what side of the fence you're on. It's that trauma response of this whole world of hatred and vilification and all of these things 
our inner children don't know how to deal with it. And that's why we're seeing the amount of adults acting like two-year-olds. Absolutely. Ah, you help women to reclaim the from the divine inner phoenix. What does that mean? I think that all of us have been in the ashes of our lives multiple times. I'm going to be 55 in July. There's very few women. There's very few people, period. Um, I like to focus on women. Uh, I think my own personal opinion is that when we heal, we allow men to heal. We show them the way of healing because we are that mother, whether or not you birth human children or not you have that mother energy. And so it allows the divine masculine and that the men to feel safe, which allows you to feel safe. And when we're in that ashes, the story of the Phoenix is that it rises from the ashes and it becomes this big, beautiful, fiery bird that takes off and then it burns out and goes into ashes. And if you think about your life, there's points of your life where you've been at top of the world. And then all of a sudden you're down in the pits of despair and in the ashes. And so my goal, like my whole focus is to create a global movement of women who've reclaimed that divine inner Phoenix, who found that spark and that fire within to be able to stand up and say, this is who I am. I love me. And nobody can come in and take that away from me. Nobody can make me feel belittled or too much of this or too much of that. It's reclaiming that divine inner Phoenix to allow those flames to burn away everything that no longer serves you so that you can stand in your truth and your power and your light and live the life of your dreams because it's waiting out there. We just got to go get it. And you mentioned self-love there, and that's a big theme for this month, for this podcast. It's the theme song of this show as well, because I know just how important it is. I'm nearly 54 well, no, not till September. So I'll say 53. <laughs> there you go. So 53. I love, I love, I don't know about you, but I love being in my 50s. Yeah, I do. My whole, everything, my world has changed in my 50s yes. dramatically in a positive way. Right? <laughs> and I, I was so scared. I, it was such a, such a, I don't know, I was a magnet for shit in my 20s, 30s, and 40s. <laughs> Right. You're like this shit magnet. And then all of a sudden at 50, all of a sudden you stand up and you just kind of, you shrug off and it's like that Phoenix, you just start that burning. And yes, there's hot flashes too. So we have those burnings, but that <laughs> burning with inside to figure out, okay, I have dedicated my whole life to my family, to my friends, to my spouse, to whatever the case may be. And I think when we hit 50, there's something about it that says, now it's my turn and I'm going to be unapologetically me. Yeah. And part yeah. of that is that self-love is that I posted today in my group on Facebook that the best relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. Well, no other relationship works, does it? Until you've got a good relationship with yourself. Hence, I'm twice divorced as well. <laughs> right. Right here. Right here. Yep. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, I, I find that I'm the most comfortable with myself now than I've ever been, yet there's more going on in my body yep. to, to not be. So finally loving my body exactly as it is, it's just made a whole, whole different 
my world is just completely different. So why, why do you think it is so important that we love ourselves first in a nutshell? For anybody who's in their 20s and 30s and... In a nutshell, the reason why you want to love yourself so fiercely is if you want someone else to love you with that passion and that fierceness and that dedication, it's never going to happen until you love yourself because that's where your price tag comes in. So if you're attracting people that are abusive and narcissistic and mean and all of that, I would challenge you for the next 24 hours. Pay attention to your thoughts. When you look in the mirror, what's the first thing that you do? Do you look in the mirror and go, oh, I'm so fat. I cannot believe I ate that Twinkie or that cookie or whatever. And oh my God, I'm never going to be able to lose this weight. Or when you go to buy something at the store, is it like, oh my God, I'm so broke. I, I just, I don't understand why I don't have any money and I'm so fat and nobody likes me and pay attention for the next 24 hours. That's all I want you to do. The next 24 hours, pay attention to your thoughts. And then ask yourself, if I said these to my best friend, would she still be my best friend? The likelihood? Hell no. If I spoke to my friends the way that I speak to myself, I wouldn't have any friends. So that self-love piece is the foundation of every relationship you'll ever have in your life. And I think a lot of people get this mixed up with self-care. But it isn't, isn't that, mm. is it, at mm. all? Mm. <laughs> that's just, mm. that's just, <laughs> that's just a little piece of doing something to make yourself feel like enough. Actually, <laughs> I have a thing that I do in the morning is that when I'm brushing my teeth, normally, you know, when you're brushing your teeth, you're paying attention to everything. I focus and I look in the mirror, and I, in my mind, I'm like, I love you. I'm proud of you today. Today, you're going to do some tough things. And whether you do them really good or whether it doesn't go so good, I'm really proud of you because you're going to try and do these things. And no matter what happens today, I'm proud of the person that you're becoming. And I love you, Julie. And it is so hard for people to, whether you're a guy or a girl, it doesn't really matter, but especially for women, it is so, because we've been taught ever since we were little to take care of everybody out here. And never take care of who we are at our core. So it starts at looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. Exactly how you are with all your wrinkles, with your gray hair, with your cellulite and dimples and crow's feet and all of that. It's, it shows your journey. It shows that you've survived everything that life has thrown at you. And that very first time that you can say, I love you and stare into the mirror without breaking eye contact that's when that healing starts to happen is being able to say, I love you today. I love you today. And I like you. I like who you are. I like what you're doing in the world. I like how you're showing up and I love you. You are amazing. And that is so tough for so many people. They won't keep the eye contact. And that's the most important part. Something came to my mind when you were speaking then, and it was one of the times when we were supposed to get together my granddaughter was coming yeah and you weren't in my diary it's like oh my four-year-old granddaughter's <laughs> on her way over well that night when she stayed she said I love you nanny and then she said 
I love me too. I'm beautiful, Nanny. And I was like, oh my God, this is so gorgeous. <laughs> this, is, this is just what, you know, needs to happen, isn't it? Uh, those are the moments those are the <laughs> moments when and I think anybody that's listening if you see someone say oh my gosh I love me celebrate the shit out of them in that moment be like girl yes I love you too you're doing amazing because so many times like when you're children you're like I love me I'm beautiful then we've been taught and indoctrinated to say well don't you know I guess you're beautiful but don't get don't get a big head mm. Don't let, you know, don't be egotistical. And so what happens when we're speaking about inner children is that child at four years old, that child, as she grows up, will remember, don't be egotistical. Don't brag on yourself. You know, good girls don't cry. We're quiet. We do things. And those are the things that unbeknownst to us as parents, I have three children, we do that to our children and then we wonder as they grow up why they're not out there in the world creating big waves is because we've told them that, you know, it's, it's egotistical or, you know, people are going to talk. What are the neighbors going to say? That kind of stuff. And I don't know about you, but I've gotten to the point now where it's like, shit, I don't care what the neighbors say. Let me give them something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I don't care about anybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah let, me, I, let me just I, give you something to talk about. I didn't care what anybody thinks anymore. And, and I, I was also a child that I was an actress as a teenager. And oh, my cool. dad would criticize and he he was trying to keep me down to earth, not to yes. be too big for my boots and all of these things, which which made me step back and not pursue my dreams. So for my children, I've been the opposite. <laughs> And now I can see that, obviously, with my granddaughter coming in and and saying that. It's like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so beautiful when that happens. I love it when little girls are like, I'm so pretty. Yes, honey, you are. You are beautiful. You are talented. You are just magic. I'm so proud of you. And we can say that to ourselves, to our inner children, that when we feel something, we can look at that four-year-old and we can ask her, what do you need? What do you need? And you'll get a nudge. It won't necessarily be like hearing a voice coming out of the heavens. But you can ask yourself, what do you need today? What, what do you need? What, what, makes you, what will help you feel better today? And if you get a nudge to go sit on the lake or the beach, or I'm very close to the beach, so I go sit on the beach and watch the waves, see the dolphins, or if it means just taking a walk, or maybe it's picking a dandelion and having a thousand wishes instead of a weed. It's those little things, coloring. I like to dance. I'll dance in my kitchen. Those are the things. If you ask yourself what you need, if you ask your inner children what they need, they'll tell you, you're just going to get that nudge of like, oh, it's so, I would love to go walk in the grass today. When you get that nudge, come hell or high water, find a way to do it because that's the magic and that's the beginning of the healing process. Yeah. And that's what we missed out all of those years that we weren't paying attention to that mm -hmm. in a, in a voice, isn't it? I didn't sing for years. I, I used to sing as well from about five years old, I was singing and I'd stopped for years until COVID hit. And I came across an app called small and now you can't get me off. So that's another reason why I'm a lot more joyful because I'm always singing. But when yeah. somebody, you know, when other people were living with me, 
it got more difficult to sing if I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it because I did do it as a career as well so I had the excuse to do it at home because I was rehearsing but after that it was that it was irritating to other people so I started to shut myself down there that's another thing that was part of who I really was so here's another thing those those little things that we love doing that you think are wasting your time they're actually like the essence of who you are that you're shutting down aren't they yeah that's that that's that rediscovering is because I, I use the example, if you think of when you were a little girl, the very first toy that we usually get is a doll and we're told, take care of the dolly, feed the baby, take care of the baby, bring the baby with you. So from that moment, your focus is on the baby. And as you grow up, your focus is on your friends. And then if you're in a toxic household, then you might be raising your parents and your siblings. Then you go out and you find a boyfriend and you get a husband and then you have children. So this whole time you've been taught how to take care of everybody out here. And then when you try and do actual self-care, because self-care, yes, it can be massages and manicures. Self-care is actually rediscovering what brings you joy. So for you, it's singing. So it's singing and dancing. For some people, it's coloring. For some people, it's just sitting in silence. For other people, it's writing letters. Whatever that is, start doing more of it because that's what you're called to do. Thanks, Julie. Where can people find you if they want to come and get to know a bit more about healing their inner child? Well, I am all over the Book of Faces um, and uh, AKA Facebook. I'm all over Facebook. I am Julie Paulston. The last name is P as in Peter, A-U-L-S-T-O-N. And I'm on Instagram. Uh, at Divine Phoenix Rising. And then my website is divinephoenixrising.com. So I'm on that. I'm even on TikTok. Although that's where you get to see that alter ego side that cusses like a sailor, but is kind of cute too. So it's a delicate balance. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have all signs, isn't it? I think that's what these different platforms as well allow us to express differently on each platform because I'm all over them as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share before you leave today? I end every single one of my podcasts because I I have my own podcast, Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life. And I will end this with the same thing that I say at the end of my podcast is that whoever is listening to this right now, I want you to take a breath and pause and realize that you are enough exactly as you are. As you sit, wherever you are, you are enough. You're not too tall. You're not too short. You're not too fat. You're not too thin. You're not too light. You're not too dark. You are perfection, magic, and stardust wrapped up in a human experience. And if you could only see the greatness that shines out from your eyes, you would never doubt your greatness again. That's a beautiful way to end the show today. Thanks so much, Julie. Thank you. Bye for now. listening to the soulful valley podcast i trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear and that it's made you feel a little lighter more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose and you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you my aim for this podcast is to bring love light wisdom raise consciousness and ease suffering if you've enjoyed the show go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. 
subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com and if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platforms. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.